Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. Oh, he's not here. Uh, this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which one man talks about cars and many other things. Hello, um, this is a bit of a different Smith & Sniff this week because um, Johnny's not here. He's stuck in filming hell, uh, doing loads and loads of stuff for the Late Break Show because they're doing two videos a week now, which means double the work. So he's travelling all over the country doing lots and lots of stuff. And I was stuck in writing slash doing whatever I do, hell, and we couldn't find a time when we were both free to record a podcast. So I'm sitting here in my car on my own which is a bit weird and it's doubly weird because I'm in a car park that I thought was quite quiet but it seems to be a local taxi driver rest place and there was a man sleeping in a car when I got here and then a Ford Galaxy minicab has turned up and the man pulled over and reclined his seat but then when the other car moved away, the Galaxy moved into his spot like it's the prime sleeping slot, which is a right angle to where he was. I don't understand. I assume it's taxi drivers and it's not some elaborate dogging code. We'll, we'll find out. Um, I've just come back on my way back from filming for the third series of The Car Years on ITV, where I'm sometimes a pundit and talk some shite. So that'll be on telly later in the year I suppose so please watch that uh, when it's on um, but that's one of the reasons why we couldn't find time to meet up because I was doing that and Johnny is um, I can't say where Johnny is today because it'll spoil a surprise but he's doing something cool for the late break show so I'm sitting in my Range Rover which is why you can hear um, luxurious leather creaking because um, that's the car I drove in today and I thought uh, for this uh, sort of on the fly solo podcast one of the things that I would do is answer questions that we get sent a lot and one of those questions is has your Range Rover gone wrong yet which um, I get asked quite a bit and I'm loath to always say no because I think that will jinx it but I'm going to take a brave pill today and say the Range Rover is fine at the moment I mean it probably won't start after this but at the moment as in when I pulled up it was fine I'll give you a recap in a sort of previously and Smith and Sniff kind of style um, from the top we used to have an electric car as a family car we had a Jag I-Pace and it was really good and I liked it a lot but it was on a lease and it went back at the end of a two-year lease and we did a new car and we decided not to lease something and my wife said why don't we just buy something outright just as a stopgap something cheap and I decided the best car for that job was a supercharged Range Rover the old now the old old generation an L322 in Range Rover nerd speak the kind that uh, it seems that Her Majesty the Queen still has 
although I think hers might be a diesel and it's really nice green with no privacy glass which I like a lot mine's silver and it has got that stupid glass in the back but I'm not going to go full Chris Harris and have the glass replaced like apparently he's done in his BMW M2 um, because this was only supposed to be a stopgap car even though I sort of convinced my wife that the budget should be upped quite a lot because um, there aren't that many supercharged Range Rovers for sale relative to the diesels and the diesels of this shape get clobbered by the ULES extension if you live in London which I do so I said it had to be a petrol one they're harder to find and um, eventually I found this one at a specialist up north and did that thing that you have to do if you're buying a car online remotely in good faith where you get a one-way train ticket in the hope that it's not a complete snotter and that you won't have to go and buy a, play, a train ticket home again uh, which was my fear of turning up after a whole day away shame-faced and going to my family yeah I'm afraid um, it was actually dribbling brown stuff everywhere and bits of it were on fire so I just got the train home again but it wasn't it was fine it is fine sort of uh, so I've had this car almost a year now so I thought it was a good time to do a little roundup. That's the backstory. That's how I ended up with it. And my logic for persuading my wife that's what we needed was partly because we had loads of summer trips planned in the UK because of COVID and that. No going abroad. Let's do some good British holidays. And we did. We had some lovely holidays. But I thought we have two small children and a big dog. And we always seem to cart lots of stuff around, including scooters and small bikes and things. So we need a car that will take all of that clobber and those children slash animals. So uh, that's how we ended up with this. And it was, is brilliant at that because you can just keep throwing stuff into it. So I bought it last March, I think. And it's a good 10 feet car. It looks mega from 10 feet away. You get a bit closer. You'll notice some of the things are not perfect. There's a few little scuffs and signs of life about it a life lived but that's okay I don't mind that the one thing that bothers me is the wheels are a tiny bit scabby I'd love to have those refurbed but I haven't got around to that yet otherwise it looks quite smart and people who don't know about cars just kind of go it's a Range Rover and they're not really sort of counting generations it's it sort of still looks quite modern ish this is one of the facelift of the facelift models it's 2010 it's the one that got the more complicated headlights and digital instruments and um, it's sort of a modern car it's got Bluetooth it's got reversing camera which is good because the parking sensors don't work but that's the only thing on it that doesn't work as far as I know fingers crossed honestly I'm crossing my fingers at the moment just in case it doesn't start but um, so I bought it I went to Lancashire it was fine particularly from 10 feet away got in it it was on fumes went to a petrol station filled it up had a wee and then drove 200 odd miles back home in one go easy as you like it was absolutely brilliant really comfy and it did 22 and a bit miles to the gallon which I, I, I know in one universe is ridiculous in another universe I was like oh that's quite surprising I didn't expect that and that is sort of what it will do it will do generally between 18 and 22 miles to the gallon which is either absurd or 
quite pleasantly surprising depending on where you're coming from we don't use it all that much a lot of time unless we are going away or something or you know so it's not it's not a total headache I don't constantly fill it with petrol thank god because um it's got quite a thirsty tank on it but it's it's only doing the same mpg as a friend of mine gets from a three liter x5 and i'd rather have this so you know it's all about perspective isn't it even kind of stupid warped perspective like that so there we go um but the main question people ask is what's gone wrong with it so here's after a year here's what's gone wrong with it the parking sensors have never really worked that's fine it's got a reversing camera it's a big box it's quite easy to park so i haven't bothered trying to get them fixed because that would just be someone having to chase an electrical fault around a big car not long after i got it it threw up a low coolant warning and it turned out the water pump was weeping coolant they all do that sir so i had the water pump replaced that was the bad news the good news it came from a Range Rover specialist up north that gives you six months warranty and to my surprise that warranty is better than the paper it's written on and the warranty covered the cost of that so that was good and then uh, it was also throwing up an occasional suspension warning where it would only sit at normal height it wouldn't go higher into off-road height or do the drop into access mode but it would sit at its normal height so I sort of and it was an intermittent fault like one journey in five it would throw out that fault which also weirdly when the suspension goes a bit bonky it disables the radar cruise control for reasons I don't quite understand so that was all fine but eventually I got that fixed again under warranty new suspension pump someone subsequently told me apparently it might have just been a connection somewhere that you can have cleaned but it's fine because the warranty paid for a new suspension pump as well mostly a little bit of excess on it cost me like a hundred and something quid so that was okay and now the suspension is tippity top i think so that's the couple of bits of snagging that i had to do in the first two months then month three we went away in it and on the way back we're on a nice long straight road in Kent someone was dawdling ahead I pulled out and clogged it my children never been in the car when I'd clogged it before and they thought it was hilarious that this family bus could suddenly get a right old stomp on so uh, everybody was laughing with glee as we overtook this person and then a check engine light came on immediately afterwards but I'm going to chalk this up as not entirely the car's fault. One of the fan blades on the plastic fan had snapped off. And apparently this happens a lot to cars as they get older, particularly BMWs, I've been told. And I know someone, in fact, who had it happen to a BMW. And I don't know if it's a BMW fan in this, because it's a Jag engine in these later ones, but obviously the car was designed in the BMW, so it was some kind of residual BMW khaki fan syndrome in there. I don't know. But anyway... It's amazing the havoc that a broken off plastic fan blade can wreak under the bonnet. But what happened is it just slushed through the wiring to the fan. Uh, and thankfully the fan defaults to being on. It's a viscous fan. This is why it happened when I clogged it. Because the fan starts turning faster with the engine turning faster. And it, um, and it, it broke off the fan blade. 
through the wiring, which is why the check engine light came on, because suddenly the ECU can't see the fan anymore. And it smashed merry crap out of the plastic cowl over the top of the fan. And all in with the parts and labour, that was almost a grand to mend. And once again, the warranty covered almost all of that. And I'm kind of... I'm giving. I don't think that's a Range Rover specific problem. I think it's just an 11 year old car problem. So I'm allowing it a free pass. But at that point, the car has been to the garage once a month in the three months that I've had it. And I was thinking, if this carries on, it's going to have to go. But I'm going to touch the attractive wood trimmings on the door when I say, since then, it has been no trouble at all not a thing it's been really good and we went away we've been all over the country in it with all of us in it i've been away just me in it it's a really good hauler of stuff and there is something about it there is a sort of feel to it that i can't put my finger on because it's not actually that good i mean it's it's incredibly bargy my wife calls it the boat i did sort of make it feel a bit better in terms of positivity by putting new tyres on it eventually which was slightly ouchy expense but uh, worth it because it just felt better on the road the steering felt better and obviously the old tyres weren't shot they were still legal but I just wasn't happy with them they just felt a bit like they were tired the sidewalls were scuffed and things so they were the ones that it came with so I had new tyres put on it and uh, that made it feel a bit better but still you know it's one of those cars where you feel like you have to sort of send a telegram in advance if you'd like it to change direction but that's fine it's a Range Rover I like the fact it's not trying to be sporty and there is just something quite nice about it I think it's because it's got big windows you can see out our children love it because of that because you can get a good view out a lot of modern cars the window line rises up if you're very little in a car seat you can't see out very much so um, they really like the fact they can see the whole world and um, also one of my kids is still small enough that she needs help getting into her seat and belting in and stuff like that and I know people sort of complain about SUVs and they're pointless and all that and I'm not going to argue against that they kind of are but they're not without their virtues and one of them particularly if you're middle-aged and you're convinced your back's about to go twang at any minute is that it's very easy to get small children lifted into a car and belted in if the car is higher up so appreciate that about this and my dog loves it because she hates being excluded she's got the worst FOMO of anyone I know and she doesn't really like riding in the boots of cars if she can help it but the Range Rover has a flat floor in the back there's no transmission tunnel hump or anything and so she can lie at the base of the kids' feet and just be part of the pack in the car. And she loves that. She's part of the gang. She travels with us. And her stupid hairy head sometimes pokes up into the centre armrest and you can just give her a little pat on the nose. And that's quite nice as well. So it's a good family car and it's not broken down in the last eight or nine months. So there we go. That's my Range Rover. So when people go, is your Range Rover broken down? Yeah, I go, no, not, not for ages. Thanks. And it's never let me down. That's the thing. Because even when the fan belt, the fan blade rather, came off and, and made a bit of a mess of things, it didn't actually stop going. We were able to get back home. And um, the check engine light was the only sign that anything was up. So, you know, you take these small mercies. I, I think 
when you think back to whether a car was reliable or not, it's whether it left you stranded. If it left you stranded, then you remember it as an unreliable bastard thing that, that let you down. If it went a bit glitchy and had to go to the garage, that's sort of like a step down in unreliability. But if it has to go to the garage every month, then it's probably it's it's going to get on your nerves. And there was a point in about the fourth month we have it when we were walking past the garage where I've been taking it to get fixed, and my daughter went, "Is our car in there?" As if that was where it was expected to be. And I got a bit defensive. No, 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 of course it's not. It's at home. You saw it. It's at home. Why would it be in there? But I was thinking, is that where she thinks it lives? In the garage where it gets mended. So uh, anyway, that initial run of poor form ended quite quickly. I treat it as snagging. And since then, it's been fine. And I think the more that you learn to trust a car, the more that you can then fall in love with it. And this is sort of where I'm up to now pending it not starting in a minute it's it's not let me down so it's my friend and I'm really in love with it and I don't know how long we'll keep it for now but I sort of always imagined we might just have it for a year and then get something electric again and um we're not we're not planning on doing that at the moment because it's why would we it's fine and also there's a there's a bit where my wife went, is this, re- we just, we're going to switch an electric car for a supercharged Range Rover. Is this not absolutely cockeyed logic and completely out of step with the times in which we live? And for me, it was kind of like, you know, those Amish kids who, when they hit 16 or 18, they do a thing called Rumspringer where they get to go into the big city and basically get drunk and have sex and do whatever else that they would never normally do as Amish people just to get out of their system and then they go back to their villages and their farms and they go back to being Amish and it's just a bit of blowing off steam last hurrah and um, I treat this as a bit like that I, I like electric cars they're great there's lots of good electric cars particularly if you just want something sort of nice and comfortable and quiet as a family car but I wanted one last hurrah of internal combustion so um this is it and um and I, I really like it but uh burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I, I did. My boy started talking about how they'd been discussing global warming or climate change at school as we were sitting on the tailgate of the Range Rover putting our wellies on. And I thought this he's going to get to an age where he will realize that perhaps this is a sort of unfashionably co2 emitting car 
and um, start asking questions. To which I'm going to say there's a stout argument about keeping a 12-year-old car, as it is now, going rather than ordering a new one and having it made and all the CO2 that that involves. So, you know, you can slice the cake different ways. The argument cake. But I'm keeping this going for the time being. So, anyway. That was a very long-winded way of saying, my Range Rover's fine, thank you for asking. It's all working okay at the moment, cheers. I will let you know, maybe, if it's if it stops working. But for now, it's fine. Um, and I'm sort of quite attached to it and just how sort of comfy and sloppy and big it is it's these are all good things um and i quite like no not quite like really like the way that it's not sort of immediately obviously fast but when you want it to get a bit of a shift on it can do it in a sort of like freight train kind of way where it surges it doesn't absolutely leap forward but it surges and suddenly it's gained a lot of speed that you weren't expecting and I quite like that because it means most of the time you don't you don't drive it aggressively you just sort of you know float about because it's that kind of car but when you want to it can do a bit of moving quickly as long as you don't have to go around corners because it's not I mean it's not brilliant around corners but that's fine I mean it's a Range Rover, so there's an F-Type pulling into this car park that might have the same engine as this car. This is the five-litre V8 in this Range Rover, which is the one that some Jack Land Rovers still use. So, I mean, it's quite reassuring because it means probably the parts availability is still okay. I don't know. I hope I don't have to find out anymore. I know you can get fans for it. Definitely know that, and suspension pumps and water pumps. But that's that's it. That's all. So anyway, there you go. Um, that's one question answered. The other question that quite a lot of people ask Johnny and me is uh, if we're going to do any more videos for Smith and Sniff. And the answer is maybe because we don't we don't get together that often. We just don't get the chance. But also, we did that Bond video last year, which um, we got a videographer for and we got someone to edit. So it was sort of it was actually quite expensive and um and then it got 30,000 views on YouTube which is you know, it's not amazing really is it you know Johnny's stuff on Late Break Show gets way more than that and it's probably just a little bit disheartening I mean we thought we might do a bit better because it was James Bond and because we hadn't done a video for ages but I think we've realized that's our ceiling we make a video a maximum of 30,000 people probably want to watch it Although, you know, that one we, we trudged around a field got a bit more than that. Quite a bit more. But ultimately, that's probably our natural point at which uh, our sort of subscribers plus a little bit more will watch it. So it's um, it, it, that, but that's not the only reason. It's also, they are quite time consuming to do. And it means us getting together. Whereas the podcast we can do remotely and it doesn't take that much time. And, and it gets a bigger audience than that video did. So that's that's part of it but uh, it's, it's not that we won't it's just that it's hard to find the time to do it particularly because also Johnny's got to put all of his effort where he can into the late break show because that is you know his job that's what he does for a living now most of it anyway and um, so he needs to put the effort there so maybe we'll do a Smith and Sniff lunch in the car uh, 
on the Late Break Show channel or something like that. I don't know. We've discussed it and then we never sort of get around to it because we're both a bit busy and that's where the podcast kind of comes in because it's quite easy to do and not very time consuming. And um, so it's it's sort of path of least resistance for two deeply disorganised men who still can't even pull it together to do a podcast this week. And so that gives you an idea of how, how tenuous our organizational skills are they're not they're not brilliant at the best of times so um that's why that's why we haven't done videos again even though we're sort of allowed to now under covid rules it's just because it's getting together it's a whole day of our times and it's just easier to do podcasts but we will i'm sure at some point um do another vid or something just maybe not as ambitious as spending a whole day doing that bond thing because when we used to have lunch in the car and drive about a bit we could probably get three or four videos out of one day's filming and that bond one we just got one sort of long video out of a day so um it was it was not sort of time effective i don't know anyway but um hopefully some people enjoyed it we enjoyed doing it it's worse things to do than drive about london in a defender looking for bond cars but um anyway so uh i i will keep you posted if we ever do a video again I'm sure we'll mention it a few hundred times. Uh, people, so, uh, there was a, a couple of people asking about Late Break Show Live as well, which is obviously that's kind of Johnny's department, but I usually tag along. There will be Late Break Show Lives coming up this year. Um, I'm probably not supposed to say when the first one will be or where, but it's going to be potentially quite cool, and it will happen soon-ish. Probably a bit more of a run-up this year, so that... Um, the uh, the tickets have longer on sale so that more people know about it because we kind of ambushed people a little bit last year I think with some of these shows they were sort of announced a month or so in advance and I suppose if you give people more notice maybe more people will be able to turn up because they're free so there will be late break show live events this year we'll be doing you know usual sort of stuff uh, watch this space for details um what else? I can't remember what else I was going to ask. answer. There were some other questions, but I, I forget. Thank you, though, to everybody who got in touch about last week's podcast, and particularly the uh, things you can do in Germany at the weekends, which um, it turns out is quite enlightening. Um, Simon White is a listener, for example, who said, Achtung, having lived in various places in Germany over the years, I can confirm that you absolutely could not wash your car on Sundays or hang washing out. The game has moved on, however, and in an attempt to prevent too much detergent being washed into the watercourse, they've now banned all car washing at home. You must instead convey your motor to a Washstrassen. Sorry about the pronunciation. And don't start me on their bin police. That's a complete nightmare for the unwary. Uh, thank you Simon um, Andy Pinchork who you may remember as the man who sent us the incredible story about driving through the larder factory and then getting stranded in a boat uh, in Russia um, he still lives in Germany and has sent a very expansive catch up on German rules and stuff um, it is illegal to leave your car idling for more than three minutes Andy says much like you pointed out, anyone who leaves a car idling for more than 10 to 30 seconds, once up to operating temperature, should simply start putting 10 units of their favourite currency in everyone's postal boxes as they are wasting money, energy and polluting. 
However, every winter there are articles in the paper in Germany about how you should free your car from ice and snow and then drive off. To my knowledge, most people while driving a car tend to do something called breathing and a not insignificant part of the makeup of said breath is water vapour. How on earth you are supposed to get into a freezing cold car after working up a mild sweat from scraping ice and snow and not fog up all the windows is beyond me. Then there's also the mechanical sympathy I feel for all the things that are being forced to move at the low temps. That's Andy's take on it. Then he goes on to say, more illegal things in Germany include, one, there is such a thing as garbage police who check to make sure you have separated your trash correctly, paper from plastic, glass from chicken bones, etc. Two, barbecuing is usually locally regulated. Cities often have rules about only barbecuing once a month, but if you own a house, it's usually not a problem. Three, you must have winter tyres aka MS tyres on your car by 16th of October else your insurance will not pay if something happens to the car this includes things like a tree falling on it or it getting broken into no winter tyres equals no claims this has led many Germans to thinking you can drive on winter tyres like on summer tyres they are shocked shocked Andy says that the car understeered into a barrier at 80 miles an hour when there is some white substance on the ground but I had winter tyres on they lament this is the good bit though. Andy's given us some examples. I presume he's not making this up. It sounds it sounds almost impossible to believe, but it's brilliant. You can get fined, Andy says, for insulting a police officer that is proportionate to the rudeness of the insult. Literal translations in brackets here, but um Beckloptor is crazy person. If you call the police person that you get a two hundred and fifty euro fine. Dumaka is it? Stupid cow, apparently. That's 300 euros. Uh, uh, also, for 300 euros, you could have lech mich doch, which, which means go ahead and lick me, but, but sort of more translates as blow me, apparently. 300 euros for that. Which is odd, because du Schwein, stupid pig, is 475 euros. So, I don't, well, anyway, apparently that blow me is not, is not as bad as stupid pig in um, in Germany. Um, einen Polisten Dusen. Oh, I see. It's the, the using the informal do with a police officer whom you do, do not know is a six hundred euro fine. My God. Uh, I'm so sorry for the pronunciations. I I didn't do a lot of German at school. Uh, that means you have a screw loose. Although it literally translates as there is something peeping in your brain, which is a seven seven hundred and fifty euro fine for that. And then um Stinkerfingerzeigen, giving the officer the middle finger, that's four thousand euros. Four thousand euros for giving the middle finger. Um or in insult terms, the most expensive options you've got are uh Schlamper, which means slut, that's nineteen hundred euros. Pfizer Mischduck, it means uh, literally a piece of manure, but sort of evil bitch, apparently. That's two and a half thousand euros. Um, and uh, Alta Sau, which is old sow, two and a half thousand euros for that. Like, that's way not as bad as blow me, but apparently it is in um, German police swearing fines. Um, and Andy finishes this with, my personal favourite is Fichtig Instniel. Is it ins nie? Which uh, is go have intercourse with your own knee. He doesn't say how much that costs to say. I imagine it's probably uh, quite pricey. So um, 
that's uh, uh, Andy concludes by saying even my German wife says German is not the most lovely of languages uh, she's half Russian and half German keep up the good work Andy um, well that's fantastic There's also we've had a, a, a on the same thing James Waller another listener who says um, it I was listening to your remarks on car washing in Germany it's certainly relevant in southern Bavaria where I was living for the past four years you are allowed to wash your car at home but only if you can prove that you can capture slash process all of the runoff water this is I feel like living in Germany is complicated um, which I I, I, I couldn't I, I also someone said to me on uh, social media it may have actually been Andy Pinchock as well said that uh, you're not supposed to use your washing machine on a Sunday because of, there's silence laws and the idea that you might you might go on to spin cycle and disturb your neighbours is um, is unacceptable and so by extension um, hanging your washing out certainly wouldn't do that or even put washing outside on the drying rack on a Sunday because that would suggest you'd used your washing machine which is verboten so um, that's uh, that's definitely oh well there's there's another one uh, Hamish McKenzie entitled his email Schweinhunt uh, you asked for some input on the German side of things uh, as a Brit who's lived in Munich for 20 years I thought I'd put across the following uh, Schweinhund isn't really used as an insult it's used most frequently in this way ich muss meine inner Schweinhund uh, überwinden which basically means I need to overcome my inner lazy bastards <laughs> right okay um Actual insults include Arschgeiger, Arschfeierling, <laughs> someone who fucks up absolutely everything. Arschgeiger means Arschfeierling, that's brilliant. Jeansbügler means a jeans ironer, someone's very uptight. And uh, Spargeltarzen, I think that's right, asparagus toss and a thin and gangly man. Uh, no mention of how much these would cost you if you said them to a police officer, but arse violin is um, is absolutely fantastic. Um, Hamish also says, he's one of a few people actually on the, also talking about things in Germany, a few people who pointed out that um, Adidas or Adidas was created by Adolf Dassler. He was known as Addy. So Addy Dassler... Um, the company name is a contraction of his name his brother Rudolf or Rudy fell out with him and Rudy went off and uh, started Puma um, so they uh, Puma and Adidas were founded by competing warring brothers someone else sent me an email about this I can't remember now who it was pointing out that not only that oh here we go it was Richard Howard he said uh, they set up uh, factories in the same small German town of Herzogenorash I'm so sorry about the pronunciation uh, separated only by the Orash River um, so they had factories on uh, opposite sides of the same river in the same town uh, the feud continued till they both died in the 70s and they were subsequently buried in the same small cemetery at opposite ends obviously thank you Richard for that but um, back to Hamish's uh, message because he because he's lived in Munich for 20 years he also knows about driveways spotless driveway is definitely a thing particularly when they own, belong to houses owned by pensioners and he says, uh, finally, on car cleaning, I'm not allowed to clean my car at my house at all. I have to drive to a designated car wash where I can do it myself as long as I only use the equipment provided by the garage owner. And don't bring anything else with me, not even a chamois leather. OK, well, that's... I, I mean, I don't even understand why that would be, but... Um, good. Anyway, so, to sum up, there's a lot of rules in Germany, and don't break them. Another thing that was covered in last week's podcast, LaRue, but uh, uh, Pear... Man called Pear Eld, um, 
who seems to live in um, Gothenburg, said, uh, speaking of the talented artist LaRue, we who follow on Instagram marvel at her exquisite taste in cars. I'm surprised you didn't tap into this. We didn't know about it, Pear. If we'd known, we'd have gone there. But um, I didn't realise. I don't follow LaRue on Instagram. I probably should. Uh, Pear says, she often posts photos of her AMG Mercedes. I suspect it's a C-Class Coupe. This I did check out, Pear. And I forgot to follow her when I did. I had a quick look. And, yeah, it's um, it's a C-Class Coupe, but I'm not sure it's an AMG. I think it might just be a sort of normal non-AMG one. But even so, it's quite smart and it's blue. And she's obviously very pleased with it because she's posted a picture of her leaning on it on her um, on her Insta. So, um, which pair is attached to his email as well. Uh, so there we go. LaRue might be into cars. We don't know for sure. Uh, but... Um, she definitely has a Mercedes of some sort. Um, lots of people were pointing out the Toyota Blade that I saw. There was a 2.4 V6 one, but the saucy one was the Blade Master. Back once again with the Toyota Blade Master 3.5 V6. And um, it's the one, Phil Askew, Askew. Sorry, Phil. Phil Askew. Um, as a listener who got in touch and pointed this out um, he says the V6 and the Blade is not just some plain V6 it's actually the 2GR like what Lotus use in the Exigen Evora some even have an optional TRD supercharger in a car that looks like your grand's pride and trolley pride and trolley? Um, <laughs> love the show but Richard tails off in longer sentences so I turn it up and then poo myself when Johnny cuts in which is highly inconvenient it's like a DSG fart when you aren't expecting it I didn't know that I did that I'm probably doing it lots here but there's no Johnny to um, make you poo yourself so um, well, well we'll try not to do that in future Phil uh, uh, somebody also on our uh, Patreon somebody else pointed I'm sorry I can't remember your name or find what you said but the gist was not only that, yes, the Toyota Blade Master has a 3.5 V6, but that Lotus brought one to this country when they were developing the automatic gearbox option for the Evora. So somewhere in Norfolk, they were kicking around, maybe still are, I don't know, in um, a back once again with a Toyota Blade Master. Uh, that's about it for things that people got in touch with last week. Mostly it was about uh, German things. Um, I wish I could find some more of the messages, but I can't. Uh, and also about the Blade Master. And probably there was one other thing, but I'm forgetting it now. No messages from goats. I was hoping that a goat farmer would get in touch or an actual goat and say, how dare you suggest that I live off crockery and snooker balls and leather trousers but they didn't so I think their silence speaks volumes goats probably do eat all of those things uh, did somebody who's calling themselves Talkwrench uh, spelt T-A-L-K nice um, sent in a mock-up of Johnny's Horse Care YouTube page um, and <laughs> with a with a, a little bit of blurb for this week's video it says this week Johnny aims to debunk the great myths that horses are real and not just big dogs with special guest star Claire Balding thank you for that um, nice bit of graphic work I'll stick that on the um, Patreon along with a load of other old toss as usual um, 
Well, anyway, uh, that's, I'm sorry about this podcast. I wish Johnny uh, was here. It would have been a lot more interesting and funny. But um, as I said, he's he's all over the place at the moment filming. We will go back to normal service next week, I promise, unless we fuck it up and forget to find the time to do it. But, but that probably won't happen, probably. I mean, we've got to 95 episodes and it's only happened once, so which is frankly a miracle. Anyway... Uh, before I go, I've got three things to tell you. They are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show. You know this by now, I'm sure. But go there and watch uh, one of his videos. They're all good. Take your pick. Uh, two, I have got various books out. The latest one is called Boring Car Trivia 3. It's available from Amazon as a paperback or an ebook. Or you can buy the paperback from the Late Break Show merch shop, where there's also some Smith and Sniff t shirts and hats and mugs and all that stuff. It's thelatebreakshow.com and then go to the merch tab and we've got some new merch coming soon hopefully so um if you want to set up a goat buffet there'll be some new mugs and t-shirts quite soon and the third thing i've got to tell you is that macaulay culkin's middle names are macaulay and culkin his full name is macaulay macaulay culkin culkin he wasn't christened that he legally changed his name to that in 2018. I think he asked people on social media what he should change his middle name to, and they may have slightly boaty McBoat faced him. I don't know the full details. But anyway, Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, the actor out of Home Alone. And that's it. Um, thank you ever so much for listening. Once again, I do apologise for this. If you've made it this far, give yourself a biscuit. Um, back to normal service next week. But until then, goodbye. Starts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.